The Elvis impressions have to stop. It's <laughs> podcast time. Are you recording? I hit record and you immediately, immediately hit me with a satisfaction. <laughs> I just could tell from the tender of your voice that we were recording now. So I do have a podcast voice. A baby happy. <laughs> this is my podcast voice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Half Low, Low Ceiling. Well, I'm not uh-huh. supposed to say that yet. Sorry. It's my first episode. <laughs> Whoa. That was just kind of like... I feel like he's lacking in his traditional confidence. I've never he's been on a of, podcast before. He's kind of muted. <laughs> and like, hey guys. <laughs> hey guys, excuse my timidness. I'm excited to be here, but I'm scared too. <laughs> I'm sitting down. I can't shake my hips. That was a big source of my confidence. <laughs> what? So, okay, so you're acknowledging that you're dead. Okay. <laughs> well, we gotta be realistic about the situations we find ourselves in. <laughs> this, is, this is a classic Griffin. 20 seconds into an impression, it starts to corrode. <laughs> I'm here today to talk about cancel culture. Wow, okay, Elvis, go off. What do you have to say? He's out of control. Can't even okay. date. <laughs> Can't, can't even date a, the, 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 date? the woman of your dreams anymore. <laughs> Sophia Coppola, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you stumbled our way to this. Yeah, this was not pre-planned. In case that wasn't incredibly <laughs> yeah, obvious. This was not written in the, we were supposed to talk about our Spotify rap. Elvis, who's in your Spotify rap? Probably uh, Elvis. Carl okay. Perkins, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Gotta find Jerry that Lee new Lewis. music. Speaking of not being able to date your dream girl, a lot of a uh, lot of black musicians who inspire me. <laughs> yeah, okay, get a little political, Elvis. That's who I am, baby. <laughs> yeah, this has everything to do with us. Remember, in the movie, Did you see the film. Elvis, that just answers yourself. That answers Elvis. <laughs> yeah, the film Elvis. I did. It's about Elvis. Oh yeah, when he was a civil rights activist. Yeah. Do we think that was true? Hmm. Did he really wear that black jumpsuit? I think so. Okay, then it's true. <laughs> I believe everything else. Great, great final scene to that movie. Spoke to me. Moved me. Sure, yeah. Um. Spotify wrapped. Chris, my number one artist was Taylor Swift. Who was yours? Believe my number one. I guess I did write this down and then didn't look at my Spotify wrap, but my number one artist was also Taylor Swift. Nice. Uh, high floor, low ceiling. Spotify wrapped. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. How many? Eighty minutes of of plays. Play? Yeah. We had one person listen to one episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just loading here. Should have had this preloaded, but I do remember um, the episode that brought in the most new listeners for us was mm-hmm. high floor, low ceiling. Taylor's version. Sure. Makes sense. Um, in 2023, people were really, really feeling what we do. Try to hmm. speed through this. What? When did we do that? Because I feel like that was we, in March. It was our March Madness episode. Because we really like we got in at the right time. Yeah. Because if we did that like two months later, it'd be like, oh my gosh, another freaking thing. Yeah. No, we were on the cutting edge. Our top and episode were... was not High Floor Ceiling Taylor's version. It was the worst thing in sports, in which we covered all star crossed lovers. And a WWE update. Chris, do you remember what our segment All-Star Cross Lovers is? Ask, what is All-Star Cross Lovers? Is it like... Is that when we put... Oh, it, is it like two... Athletes it, it from other from sports sport. in like the All-Star yes. Skills event? Yes, that's right. Interesting pick for our top episode. But it was streamed 129% more than our average episode. Well, 129%? Yeah. More than the average episode. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's right. I just stumbled across some fan fiction as I was looking through what? my Google Docs. Of high floor, low ceiling? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Wait, if and it's in your Google Docs, solvers. did you write the well, fan fiction? Speak to that. <laughs> interesting. Uh, <laughs> what an interesting look into uh, who you are as a person. The mind of a killer. <laughs> Chris, 61% of our listeners discovered us in 2023. So if you guys are new here... Welcome. Twenty-seven percent of those new listeners came from High Floor Low Ceiling Taylor's version. Okay, let's try and retain. Okay, that's if you're the listening goal. now. Please, just don't don't please stop. Please stay. 
Please don't stop. Chris, if you had to guess how many countries we were streamed in in 2023. Hmm. How many countries did we serve you could say exactly um i'm gonna say at least two uh you three. are correct uh the answer is two is that true yeah according That's... to spotify maybe we had other listeners in on apple Podcasts. what the heck yara <laughs> yeah hey wait a second <laughs> wait maybe we just don't have any american listeners <laughs> maybe we don't have any canadian listeners no canada was our top country with 99 okay. percent of our total streams <laughs> Where's our Midwest audience? Where'd they go? <laughs> That's just on Spotify. Our Midwest op- audience are uh, overcast listeners only. Sure. Okay. Okay. Our li- our listeners' top podcast genres were number one comedy, number two sports, and number three <laughs> society and culture. That's about right. <laughs> and Chris, if you had to guess our listeners' top music genre, I'm gonna say pop. That's number three. Our listeners like rock more than anything else. Whoa. And then rap was second. Shout out to the rockers among you. Yeah. This is uh, a sen- long cold open. <laughs> 79% of our podcast shares were by direct link. I'm going to guess that was me copying the episode link and posting it to X. Formerly Twitter. Uh, our most shared episode was High Floor Low Ceiling Taylor's version. Okay. Our podcast right. rating was a 4.6. <laughs> Who the hell did not give us a 5? Yeah, what the heck? Someone out there is in big finding trouble. Finding out so many, yeah. Uh, many do you want to play scary the theme things. song? Plus yeah, 12% plus... in followers. Okay, play the theme song. <laughs> and I feel like you've been doing the, the intros lately. And welcome to High Floor, Low Ceiling. About time, Chris, let me do an intro around here. Just a question, not a request, but continue. Uh, yeah, I do feel like I have been doing them lately. And lastly, just shout out to the five fans for which we were the number one <laughs> podcast this year. We appreciate you guys. I can think of at least one. <laughs> one of them is me. Okay, I can think of at least two. I don't use Spotify for podcasts. I guess I don't know. Maybe my mom uses a different application. Um, At any rate, does my mom have Spotify? She must. Surely she must. Sandra has a Spotify vibe. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. Complimentary. Complimentary. Confidently the wrong name. (laughs) And that's staying in. Sharon. (laughs) You're done, buddy. <laughs> that was awesome. I was so you really close. self-destructed there. I was so that close was so to cool. being a house in Jan. <laughs> okay, let's press on. We can't dwell on I'm that too long. I'm bleeping that. I'm bleeping that entire segment. <laughs> Big shout out to Sandra. <laughs> I'll leave the S in and then bleep the rest. Um, Chris. Happy. <laughs> yeah, what's up? That's your name, right? I, I still got that. Oh, well, yeah. Happy Too end of very. November. Last day of November as we sit here. Well, surely it's the first day of December, Griffin. I don't know. You don't think we can go live to tape, get this out for the afternoon commuters? <laughs> you love the concept of the afternoon commuter, seeing the podcast that came out like 18 minutes ago and being like, ooh. <laughs> Top of the queue. <laughs> Not a real thing, of course, famously. What, um, afternoon commuters? They're out there. Have <laughs> you meant. ever heard of drive time radio? That's what we are. Yeah. Shout out to everyone who switched over from the fan pregame show to listen to <laughs> <laughs> and overdrive. Um, Fine, we'll do it tomorrow morning. Happy December 1st, everyone. <laughs> well, I kind of, I feel like I kind of structured the episode around the idea that December has started. It's... It must now, at least, be the Christmas season. You're right. This this episode will fall apart if we release it on November 30th. I'm <laughs> just saying that my the- I'm sort of cultivating an end-of-year-slash-holiday vibe. Okay. Yes. This is not our last episode. This is episode. like pre-holiday warm-up. Yeah. We've got a, uh, some Christmas episodes, of course. I know we missed the Halloween special this year. I'm sorry about that, guys. And I'm sorry we missed last week. I had COVID. Um wasn't my fault yeah do you want to talk about that it wasn't too bad i got a i had a cough and a cold luckily i had gotten my shot a few days before testing positive coffin terrifying 
<laughs> so I do think that the shot helped me out a lot, even though I didn't. I was stupid and didn't get it soon enough to save myself completely. You don't think it made you sick? No, I don't think it made me sick. Okay. Like the first time I coughed, I was like, oh, weird. The the shot is making me cough because I got the, <laughs> the flu shot and the COVID shot at the same time. And uh-huh. then the second time I coughed, I was like, I feel like that's not the shot. Um, I don't think it made you sick. That's interesting. Me neither, but just interesting. Okay. <laughs> Watch it. Uh, get your COVID boosters. Absolutely. Good for you. Get your flu shot, too. It's good for you. Yeah. Um, yes, Chris. It is. If this is December 1st, it is officially it Christmas is. season. Uh, so you're you're a hardliner, which is surprising because you love Christmas. I do love Christmas, but I'm afraid of burning myself out. I've been sort of easing in. I went to the Santa Claus parade last okay. week. <laughs> I can't control when it is. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And it goes right past my apartment. So had some friends over, went to the Santa Claus parade, did some gingerbread houses, and watched Miracle on 34th Street. But aside <laughs> from that... <laughs> That's not true, is it? That's 100% true. <laughs> That's not even easing yourself into it. it was, that what was one day out of, mm-hmm. out of order. Out of seven <laughs> the previous week. You can't and judge a man on one day. Ornaments and such. No, now, now I'm ready to go all in. Do you have, Griffin, of course, the, we've talked about it before, the famous playlist. The famous playlist is up and ready to go. It's been updated slightly over the course of the year. I believe you caught me updating it once or twice in like April. You just like send me a picture of like me on Spotify, be like working on the playlist. (laughs) You're like it was like Griffin Porter. It's like everyone else is listening to like Bad Bunny, and it's like Griffin Porter. Like it's snowing in Tinsel World (laughs) in like April twenty (laughs) first. I'm a tinkerer. It's not that one's not so much about Christmas. It's just with my need to tinker with things. Um, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that one's not so much about Christmas. Just about the weather and tinsel. Yeah, world. yeah. It's just about the weather and tinsel world. Um, you made an addition to the playlist this year, Chris. You, I think did I did I give you a song? Or I gave you a song. I do yes. remember this actually. But then didn't I also suggest a, a tweak to the name last year? Yeah, you. That was last year. You said to get rid of the hyphen. I think. Right. Which I did do. Um, you should call it my grown-up Christmas list, now that you're all grown up. I don't think so. Like the Kelly Clarkson song? I, I know the song. I know all on, Christmas songs. Is it on the playlist? No, too much of a bummer. Um, Cause doesn't, oh yeah, she wishes for like no more crime. Yeah, come on, Kelly. <laughs> Lighten up a bit here. Come on. <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah, Hey, mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love, blue. That's, that's my inline for the Elvis impression is I'll Ain't have a blue. Christmas. It's funny that you're making up Elvis Christmas songs considering he has several Seven great Christmas songs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like a dog. That's a cartoon dog <laughs> you were doing. A hound dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's Hound Dog, the Elvis's canine partner when he solves crimes. <laughs> I'll have to prepare a, uh, In a, cartoon. a new slate of Christmas impressions for you this year. But yes, we've got <laughs> we've got the uh, Christmas episodes coming up. Episodes? Freudian slip? Did I just leak something? Huh? Maybe. Huh? We might have something special I did planned. Get a, <laughs> I did get a message quite recently. I think it was nigh upon these two days ago saying, so... That's an interesting name. Am I going to be on... They did say HLCF. Ooh, and they're out. <laughs> nice but, try. So close. But someone was asking about an appearance, so we've, we've got to get that organized. Uh, just to get a little peek behind the curtain. Is this something we've already discussed? Or is this someone yeah. else trying to self-advocate? No, no, this is... This is something we've discussed. Okay, yes. For one of the big episodes. Yes, all right. And so everyone look forward to that. Yeah, keep your ears glued to the feed... Uh, Chris, we are how many minutes into this podcast? Gotta be 17. It's 14. Do you want to talk about sports? I suppose so. I see you've got something to make me angry on purpose. Right it's at the top. not to make you angry on purpose. I can't help myself. I know mm-hmm. that on our recent edition I of can't The really Freezer. Help either. Was it The Freezer that you put this in? 
wasn't I think there was some there was a gimmick name too. <laughs> it may not have been an official freezer segment, but for all intents and purposes it was the freezer. You put show Hey Otani's free agency in the freezer. Peaks behind the curtain. Some of our segments might just be the same segment with a different name. <laughs> don't tell them that. They don't know that. Don't reveal that to anyone. But yes, I did say I did not want to hear about Shohei Otani's free agency. And here's my new, I have a new, like, sort of uh, twist tweet. Okay. on this same concept, which is just, let's come to the Blue Jays. Yeah, get it over with. I'm so not, so I'm you're even, also sort of getting suckered in. I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not speculating. I'm not looking at rumors. I'm not, well, he's coming to the Blue Jays. It's, it's a done deal. Wow, a done, did we yeah. just report that? Yeah, this is a scoop. Okay. Come to the Blue Jays. Spread it far and wide, and if it does happen, we're insiders. Yeah, And I if win. it doesn't happen, we well, had faulty you know. intel. You got to burn a source sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And we will be revealing the source live on air if yeah, it, it doesn't happen. Jamie Vardy's husband or whatever. Remember that famous incident? <laughs> no. You don't know about this? With the Instagram stories? Oh, is this the soccer thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that this sort of happens every year. It feels like it happens with for every team, but especially the Blue Jays, where they're in on someone. And then the well, last few years, they have kind of gotten them. The guys that they had been... two Japanese pitchers on their roster last year. And I know what you're thinking. Hunjin Ryu is not Japanese. But if you sort of look at it a different way... <laughs> Is that who you were talking about as the second <laughs> Japanese? Were you just incredibly racist on the podcast? No. Um, no. You're Asian. <laughs> exactly. Makes you think. <laughs> I'm, I'm. So, as a fellow Asian person, I'm happy to welcome Shohei Otani. <laughs> You're part to of the, the committee. Of Asians that live in Toronto. Um. No, I, I mean, can't wait to see you. All we hear is that Yusei Kikuchi is his childhood hero. Yeah, he wore the same number. Famously. Just like Vince Carter was for Kevin Durant, and that's why Kevin Durant signed with the Toronto signed with Raptors. The Raptors. Yeah, it so, was the Durant-DeRozan team-up, famously. So that's why it makes sense for me to be falling for this again. And Shohei Otani was at that Drake concert. <laughs> Just like Kevin Durant was, remember that? <laughs> and he definitely won't be an LA Dodger. He's definitely going to be a Blue Jay. Uh, I'm, I'm. Oh my! Wait, hold on. I'm looking at Twitter right now, and it says he complimented Nick Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Shohei Otani, John Schneider really knows his stuff, quote unquote. <laughs> Shohei Otani was impressed with the. Box and one outfield they played <laughs> against the Angels. Shohei Otani, quote, Roger Center's renovations are, quote, beautiful. <laughs> I'm seeing here Shohei Otani does all of his cell phone bill with Rogers. <laughs> Nobody does all of his cell phone bill with Crushed Rogers. It. Crushed it. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let's press on. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for Shohei Otani to be a Blue Jay, are you? Yeah, well, of course, yeah. Okay, uh... <laughs> He'll be role? a great branded belt replacement. <laughs> yeah, he would be. That is technically a true statement. He's a, it's a great upgrade. <laughs> uh, the roller coaster Raptors, Chris, last night at time of recording, two nights ago, at time of listen... Uh, they beat the Phoenix Suns. They defeat Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Scotty Barnes yeah. and Ochi Ananobi su- shut down the Suns' dynamic duo. Not an injury in sight. Devin Booker did not leave at any point. Nope. Um, Chris, what do you make of the Toronto Because not to be a quoter, but just when I'm out, I messed up the quote. But <laughs> just when I'm out. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Do you, like, the, the team is not good, but also, do you think it could be? Um, not really. I think they have a lot of good players. I think That's they have the probably, thing. like, four and a half good players. So why aren't they a good team? Because they only have four and a half good players. <laughs> you generally need, like, eight or nine, ideally. Um, they have about four and a half. I mean, this is basically exactly what we thought they were. I feel like... 
I don't I don't remember if we did win predictions or anything like that, but they're around 500. They're around a bottom five defense or a bottom five offense. They're a top ten defense. They have some good wins against good teams. They have some losses to teams such as the Chicago Bulls and the Portland Trailblazers. So, you know, what can you say? They are what they are, and they are yeah. who we thought they were in many ways. So. I'm I'm not going to get excited that they performed as I have expected them to perform thus far. That's valid. Yeah, I do think that they're a team that, as we see, is capable, due to their four and a half good players, of playing with good teams. But are they consistent enough is the key. No, no. They're a terrible three-point shooting team, and mm. they're one of the worst free-throw shooting teams in the league as well. That's so not does not That's bode bad. well for their for their chances, but, you know, we love them. Yeah, there wasn't really... too much to say. That's why they're an intangi. Sure. And then you have one more here. Do you uh, want to yeah, say guys, it? I just wanted to say, anyone making jokes about the Corey Perry situation is worse than us. Yeah, disgusting. Uh, Your video cut out just as you said that. I know. Um, we would <laughs> Are you never. Scared? We would never. We're not going to address it. That's basically all I want to say. We're not addressing Corey Perry here today. Were you and... being serious about the jokes thing? Okay, good. Because <laughs> I made a great joke off mic that I cannot repeat. I remember. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Plus you. I hope that makes it in. Oh, it will. We're live to tape. Uh, Corey Perry, cut by the Chicago Blackhawks, waived for the purposes of contract termination, and we will not be commenting. I just wanted you all to know how virtuous we were Yeah. by saying that and we will a- not be commenting. I could have just not commented, but that's not virtuous enough. It's a sad day for the London Knights. Oh, is he another proud? He's a native son. Not really, but oh my goodness. played there, certainly. So, Chris, I know you went to whatever see he did. the 1975 in Toronto, but I was blown away to see that the 1975 also went to your hometown of I'll London, fly. Ontario. But they played Budweiser Gardens? Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask you... As well. Why and how did that happen? And do you think they were there? Like, let's say the concert is three hours. Do you think they were in London for more than three and a half hours? No. I think they just came straight from Toronto. Maybe they took, like, one of those, a short flight. Um, I think, so, I was at the show. It was a terrific show. Um, You at the London show? No, 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 no. I think... Here, I have two theories, um, which are not mutually exclusive. One is that I felt like when I went to the show, great show, great show. Um, it felt like the arena configuration was smaller. I don't know why that was. The, the set is largely the same set that they toured with last year, although there's a new edition of sort of a, a middle stage. Um where they play some songs. Uh, so that's, you know, I guess that's another thing that has to be included. But they did not... It did not seem to be a dramatically different show. But the configuration did definitely feel smaller. Um, part of it was my great seats. Oh. Um, but, <laughs> but it did feel small. And so I wonder if because they were in a... But then why not just play two nights at the ACC. Scotiabank Arena, of course, is the name of it. Um, I don't I don't understand. I don't know if there was some kind of demand coming from... But then, but you're in London. Just come to Toronto. It's not crazy far for a big band. No. I, so it's, I it's guess strange. the short answer is no, I don't have an answer for Do you think they you. thought I, they booked London, England? Hmm. Do I think they thought they were rolling into the O2 arena when Budweiser <laughs> Gardens sort of looming ahead of them? Uh, wow, that's yes. a short drive. Okay. Um, Long pier. Yeah, well, that's going to do it for Intangibles. Why don't we take our break right now? <laughs> Just sort of recharge everyone's batteries. Uh, and then we've got some, some end-of-year awards to give out because much like Spotify, December is Christmas time. It doesn't have impact on the rest of the year. So we're giving out our end-of-year awards right now, uh, right after this break. And much like Spotify, you're going to be wrapped. 
All the attention. awards are going to be wrapped. Sure. And here we're giving out the MVP. It's going out to Chris's favorite team, the, ter- hey, the Colorado Avalanche. Me, Elvis. Oh, he's a rapper. I thought now. that I was dead, but now I'm alive. He doesn't really know how it works yet. No, yeah, he's still learning. He, he's been <laughs> dead for a while. All right, Elvis will make his high floor, low ceiling return, the king, when we come back from the break. <laughs> we are absolutely rolling the tape once again here, Chris. And you had a great idea for how to land 2023 for high floor, low ceiling. <laughs> End of sentence. End of sentence. Um, much like the short documentary, I believe. Period. End of sentence. Which won a uh, Oscar, I believe. Was it for best documentary short? I believe it was. It might have been actor, but I don't remember. It's one of those two. Um, <laughs> well, I was just thinking because you know it's it's we're getting towards the end of the year, and also I was sort of cognizant of the fact that you're planning. For us to do two Christmas episodes, which you, sort of uh, yeah, they might be two no, in one week. I, it, like I was thinking, maybe a bonus yeah, episode. Won't we? Yeah, saw a tweet as you well know. Bare Naked Ladies, one of my <laughs> favorite bands, third on my Spotify rap this year. Wow. I saw a tweet saying George Santos could have been in Bare Naked Ladies, like could claim that he was Just in Bare Naked Ladies, and everyone would believe him because uh, he looks like. I don't know what really the genesis of the tweet was. He kind of looks Stephen Pageian. Yeah, he's got the same glasses. Sort of ran true. Ran Do you true. ever think about how Stephen Page got kicked out of Bare Naked Ladies for doing coke at his house? Chris, as a close <laughs> personal friend of the fa- of the Page family, um, mm-hmm. I can't really comment on this, but it, I okay. do think about it, and it does fill me with sadness and anger. Seems a little unfair. Like, there's a lot I'm going saying. on. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he should have been. I think both the band and he are all happy with their with where their careers are now, though. Sure, I think that's probably true. Um, <laughs> sorry to <laughs> brought force the you into a down. political statement there. Yeah. Um, but. Because it is, you know, we're getting to end of year time. Spotify Wrapped is coming out. The whole, the whole uh, machine is starting up of reflection upon the year, and so I thought it would be fun to do some end of year superlatives for various sports related topics. You look like you're somewhere else. What are you thinking about, Champ? I was trying to think of. Isn't there a thing? Didn't they used to do this on the Tonight Show? And there was like a theme song, and I was trying to think of if we could co-opt it i think the theme song was tonight show superlatives and i was trying to think of could we do like high floor superlatives that's what i was thinking about low ceiling low ceiling superlatives two theme songs high floor low ceiling superlatives you can get the low ceiling in on the downbeat Mm -hmm. i don't want to say i'm Um, as good as the legendary roots crew (laughs) But I feel like they didn't take. They took about as long to come up with their theme song as I did to come up with this one. Sounds about right. You didn't come up with it, of course, to be clear. But (laughs) Griffin, the first, or do do you want to do MVP first or last? Yeah, no, I think the one that we have. I think the one that we have at the bottom of the sheet is correct as the last one. So I think this is a good order. Sure, that's fine. Um, So the MVP, Griffin. I I left. I didn't provide explainers for any of these no Um, as you shouldn't i didn't as i shouldn't uh i didn't provide any sort of uh whether it should be a team or a player or a concept it could be anything you want um but griffin give me because i can't say who could be a what give me your mvp for 2023 my mvp for the sports world in 2023 for high floor low ceiling in 2023 as tempting as it is to give it to taylor swift uh i have to record on i have to reward as the power cord (laughs) falls down and hits the metal (laughs) leg of my desk uh i gotta record water bottle all the way i gotta reward i haven't said that word correctly the last like four attempts i have to reward on field on court brilliance and so I'm giving it to the unquestioned best player in the NBA, 
one of the best we've seen in years. I think Nikola Jokic is the 2023 Sporting World MVP. Yeah, I mean, didn't win MVP. Should have no, won MVP. Should've. Many would say voter fatigue, but he's just he's I like. We've never seen a player quite like him before. He has well, absolutely. I've never seen a player like this. Billy Talent. I'm not familiar. Um, Different generation, perhaps. Yeah, Continue. yeah, that's you. Um, there's just there's no flaws in his game. He can do absolutely everything. Uh, he is unquestioned. I mean, for a lot of years, we talked about who's going to take the crown from LeBron. Is it Giannis? Is it Embiid? Is it Steph? And out of nowhere has come this second round draft pick who has just absolutely stolen the crown. And uh, I think there's not really an argument to be made against him. Um, I think that wow. his his on. For the best player in the NBA, you're arguing someone else? Let's really play defense, Griffin. He's fine um, at defense. He's not a bad <laughs> defender. I don't uh, think so either. Like his, his, People have tried to impugn his defense, but... Yeah. No, I just think he's he's remarkable in every way. And uh, do I wish he loved the game more? Of course. <laughs> but he's a, he's a content MVP as well. He gives us all lots to talk about with, does he care enough? Uh, so... As content creators, we have to reward that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, My 2023 sporting MVP is Nikola Jokic. That is a terrific selection, Griffin. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that's who we see on the cover of Sports Illustrated at the end of the year. Oh, you didn't see? They announced the Sports Person of the Year. Well, go right ahead and tell me. Oh, I'll give you one other guess because it's not Nikola Jokic. Okay, it's not Jokic. It's not a player. It's not a player. Is it like... No. My, okay, my first thought... It's not this. But my first thought was the pitch clock. <laughs> it is a human being, but it because is not a player. I, because I, that's actually a good choice for the MVP now that, that I think That is a great choice I'm for the MVP. I'm just quickly... Quickly, let's talk about that. Because Change the really, game. I, I said like, Nikola Jokic changed the game. The pitch clock changed the game. Literally. Because uh, I feel like... I, I was sort of going through this, and I was like, baseball was kind of my number one sport this year. Yeah. Which I never would have anticipated, but that's how it went down. Well, I think the pitch clock is legitimately a big part of that. Absolutely. Made everything much more fun to watch, especially when you happen to be working. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, okay, it's a person. It's not a player, you said? It is not an active athlete. Okay... I'm just trying to think of, like, every big sports story that happened this year. It's not an act. Is it? Is it someone who perhaps retired this year? No. Oh, because I was going to... Wait, was that this year? Did Serena Williams retire this year? No, I think that was after last year's U.S. Open. Okay, well, 0 for 2. <laughs> the pitch clock and Serena Williams. <laughs> both, both good guesses, Chris. Not, unfortunately, the geniuses over at sports illustrated the ais themselves uh have decided that this year's sports person of the year is coach prime himself Dion sanders the head coach of the four and eight colorado buffaloes mm. uh yeah crazy choice that is a cra- that's a really crazy choice <laughs> there you have it anyway not nicole especially Jokic. because of the way that the college football season specifically does not really line up with the calendar year yeah um very strange very strange uh at any rate (laughs) your mvp of 2023 i also you know we've got the pitch clock i would strongly consider switching my vote to that um but i think you should i also went with uh we can say that that's my official selection but i also went with someone who i was thinking about like who provided the greatest sort of like boost to sports in terms of like enjoyment of their sport and like enjoyment of watching it and i think nikola Jokic is absolutely part of that sphere as well but i did go with Connor mcdavid uh he has a very valid choice for just mvp of absolutely sports it's a great year like for the best sports player this year. Yeah, like best compared to his peers. Yeah, but then I also think that like no one no one made their sport more fun to watch single-handedly basically 
than Connor McDavid. And so that's why I uh, gave him the crown. I mean, it's a great choice, Chris. It's funny that the NBA and the NHL both have these one guy who's sort of like far and away above everyone else, and they both have these wonderkind rookies coming in at the same time. They're two leagues in very similar places in terms of on-field product. I don't know uh, if Jokic is as, as far ahead of the yeah. others as McDavid but, is. That's valid. But uh, he is, I think, still like a fairly easy consensus. Also, yeah. honorable mention to new Blue Jay Shohei Otani. Um, sure. Who also would have been a great choice for MVP just going off. Even the, in like two-thirds of a season or whatever. Yeah. Going off the top of my head, some other honorable mentions. Uh, Asia Wilson who didn't win the WNBA MVP, but was the best player in the WNBA, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and showed it in the finals. Uh, who else, Chris? Who are some other honorable mentions? Uh, well, of course you have, Griffin. Did someone uh, win a lot of things this year? Uh, uh, Coco Goff won some things this year. Sure, yeah. She was good. Yeah. There Go-go you have Goff. it. That's kind of you right now, is Coco Goff. <laughs> I coughed one time. <laughs> I meant your COVID, but... Oh, I see. Well, there you have it, folks. MVP, congratulations to our co-MVPs, Nicole Jokic and Connor McDavid. We did. We filled the entire segment. Um, let's let's speed up for this. All right, episodes. next. The next one is MFT, not NFT. Mm-hmm. MFT, which stands for Most Frustrating Team. Uh, Chris, I went a little sort of roundabout with this one. My initial mm. thought was the Toronto Blue Jays, but I thought that was maybe a bit of homership. So I actually went with a successful team, the Arizona Diamondbacks, because mm. I was very frustrated by the way that they kept beating more entertaining mm. teams in the playoffs. I wanted the Cincinnati Reds to make the playoffs. The Diamondbacks made them instead. Made it instead. I wanted to see how well the Dodgers could do. Diamondbacks ruined it. I wanted to see a Rangers-Phillies World Series. Diamondbacks ruined that as well. So the Arizona Diamondbacks frustrated me to no end this year. So I, despite their success and the fact that their fans wouldn't be frustrated at all, oh, and then they laid over and died in the World Series. So I'm giving Arizona Diamondbacks my most frustrating team of 2023. Yeah, all of baseball was so upset to see the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers. Um, I like the Dodgers. I like Mookie I like Betts the and Freddie Freddie. Actually, um, I I went with a, a slightly. I don't know if this entirely fits Griffin because I did not find it frustrating exactly. I think I find it more. Hmm. I don't know how to describe this, but so I'll, I'll tell you the pick, and then I'll sort of yeah. try and explain my logic here. I mean, it, the logic is sound i pitched the boston bruins um okay not that i specifically was rooting for the boston bruins to succeed but i think that it's annoying i think especially one one thing that i've often talked about on this podcast is that i like like historically good teams like i think it's cool when a team is really really like crazy good and they were a really really crazy good team and then they completely flopped in the playoffs and like obviously i'm not i wasn't frustrated that the panthers went on instead i was a little frustrated that they swept the hurricanes that was should have been a more entertaining series than it was (laughs) um but at any rate like it just i don't know it's just like what are you doing and they kind of wasted patrice bergeron like the end of his career they had an amazing roster like it just is it's not. It doesn't frustrate me, but it's just like, come on. Like I 100% think that that's a great pick for most frustrating team to have the greatest regular season in NHL history, and then to lose in the first round is very much a letdown. And yeah, like even though obviously as Toronto people we might not be inclined to be rooting for the Boston Bruins, I can't imagine how frustrating that must have been for fans of them. Shout out a uh, friend of the show, Rory, mm-hmm. um, big Bruins fan. Uh, also, the Minnesota Vikings may be a most frustrating team. Tough year for Rory. Um, yeah, everyone thought the Minnesota Vikings would be so good. Hey, they were like 13-4 and four last year. Um, but, yeah, other honorable mentions, of course, the Toronto Blue Jays. Very frustrating. Uh, who else were you frustrated by this year, Chris? Um, so, you know, we're, we're going to talk about Toronto teams shortly. Um, I was, I mean, I was frustrated in the Bucks. Losing oh, yeah, in the, the first Bucks round. That was another that's a good pick. Good te- number one seed that 
fell off in the first round. Um, there's a team I'm currently frustrated by that I'm going to talk about uh, a little later. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Any football teams? Uh, football teams that are frustrating, I would say... I guess the Bengals, it's kind of out of their control. Yeah, but... the, Bills are prob- the Bills are frustrating. Yeah. Lots of talent there, not a lot of wins. All right, uh, Chris, our next award goes to b- Biggest Toronto Sports Letdown. This is a steep a category. Lot of them this year. The Argos have the best se- one of the best seasons in CFL history, lay an absolute egg in the East Division Final in front of I have, me. I was in I the attendance. I have something to talk about on this. And on maybe, the Argos? I do, actually. Go. I don't, I don't know the CFL. I'm not privy. I know they were a great team, they the are. Argos, that is. People talked about that, like, about the Alouettes winning as if it was like the greatest upset of all time. And it's like, they, I mean, I'm, again, I'm just looking at like records and things like that, but like, they were a good team. It's not like the Argos lost in the first round to a team that was like under 500. It was like, yeah, they lost in the conference final. Or Which they had final. a bye to. It was their first playoff game. So I think that's sure. part of the frustration. They came in sure, for sure, sure. And it was also just a blowout. Like it yeah, wasn't even close. The game close. itself. The game itself, yeah. But it's like, it's the second best team in the division beating the best team in the division. That's like, and people act like, oh my gosh, the Argos lost at, in a single game elimination playoff game. Like, Yeah, I think this was just, just such, confused a, me. such a fun year for the Argos. The the East Division Final against the Alouettes was their most attended game ever since they moved to BMO Field. They put up one of the best records ever. Um, and, it, like, the vibes were great around the team all year. Attendance was high. Like, everyone was like, wow, what a great year for the Argos. Mm-hmm. And then they come out in the first playoff game they play and just lay an absolute egg. Chad Kelly throws, like, five interceptions. Uh, just just a terrible way for it to end. But I guess they're not getting your vote, Chris. Others, the Raptors, bad all year. Uh, the Leafs, awful. 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 And the Blue Jays, a very, very frustrating team to watch. It's a stiff, stiff category, Chris. Who are you? Who's getting your vote for biggest Toronto sports letdown? I think that there's only one winner here, Griffin. As as frustrating as the other teams were in equal measure at certain points of the year, I think what the Toronto Blue Jays did down the stretch of the season, basically like kind of like the whole second half of the season and parts of the first half. Like it was an incredibly (laughs) frustrating season. They were extremely unfun to watch at various times. And then this, the the stretch run where like they could not produce runs. They did not produce runs in the playoffs. They went out in such a wimpy fashion. I have specifically rather than just the blue Jays, I think specifically the Blue Jays' offense being non-existent during like the most important time of the year was the most was the biggest letdown. I think that's a clear pick, Chris. I I have a different pick, but I think it's between these two, my pick also goes to a big playoff letdown, and it's the Toronto Maple Leafs absolutely just rolling over and getting destroyed by the Florida Panthers in five games. But they won a round. They won a round, which is, and then lucked out and didn't get the Bruins in the second round. And after that happened, vibes were so unbelievably high. It was like, oh, my God, they're going to go to the conference finals. This is crazy. And then to if, even if they had lost in six or seven or not gone down 3 nothing to the Florida Panthers, bad. it would have been better. But... I think in terms of a pure letdown, like from being so high, finally winning a playoff series, to going down 3 nothing to Florida, and the fact that game three was like the worst game that they played of the entire series, they just didn't show up at all, then everything that followed it with the bungling of Kyle Dubas and all that, I think that the Leafs losing to Florida is the biggest uh, letdown of 2023 in Toronto sports. I, I understand how that was a big disappointment in the moment, but in retrospect, when you look at the pan, like I think it's it's worse if they then go on to like get swept by Carolina. Well, maybe not because then you're like we wouldn't have won either way. But I think the fact that they did this to every team they faced until the Stanley Cup final, like that softens it to a huge extent for me because it's like no team like. They beat the Bruins. Like, yeah. They, no, that's true. I think but people, I just, people just underestimated them. Definitely. And, definitely. But I just think that, I mean, if you compare how I felt during puck drop of game one of that series to when 
the Panthers scored in game five. Like, it's such an unbelievable... Like, I think I didn't feel as low when the Blue Jays lost because you had sort of seen it coming for months that this team just didn't... Something wasn't working with them. But the Leafs, it was like, oh, my God, this is the best season that they've had in however many years. They actually went around. They did it. We can finally move on. And then just, holy crap, they lost in five games to the Florida Panthers and didn't look like they even wanted to be there. Like, yeah. So another split award. Congratulations to the Blue Jays and the <laughs> Leafs. Uh, the next award is going to be a quick one, Chris. This is Guest That We Got Fired of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this clearly goes to friend of the show, High Floor Low Ceiling, Hall of Famer, Mitch Bannon. Uh, oh. Did we get someone else fired? Well, you didn't hear that New York show got fired from his job at the sewage treatment plant? What? <laughs> they let him go. Oh, no. Because he was oh, talking too much smack about the Jets. Hey, New York Joe would never. <laughs> Whoa, he's here. Of course I'm here. I'm unemployed. I got nowhere else to be, Chris. <laughs> New York Joe, hey, how are you? I'm not very good. <laughs> Don't I... shift back and forth. I got fired. You. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> the mic like goes back and forth between me and New York Joe. Yeah, you're passing it back and forth. Yeah, so that's a little feedback on the mic. <laughs> I want to say uh, congratulations to Mitch Bannon. <laughs> hey, the Jets. I, I'm New York Joe, I think you're losing it a little bit. Why don't you take yeah. a second to reset it's a yourself? a tough year. Okay, I, I'm walking here. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. It's New York Joe. I'm back. Where do you think I go? Hoboken? No way. I'm back. Where, where do you think I go? Where do you think I'm going to go? <laughs> the famous New York Joe catchphrase. We must move on. East Rutherford, New Jersey? Near Joe, we must move. Shout out Mitch Bannon. Better luck next time. Better man won. Got fired. <laughs> Got fired for being on high floor of the ceiling, talking smack about the Jets. Where, where'd you say I worked again, Chris? The sewage treatment plant. The sewage treatment plant. They don't want me there no more. They say, we don't want no stinking <laughs> Giants fan digging through our sewage. That's a job for Jets fans only. Oh, my okay. God, New York Joe. I'm so sorry to hear that. I think you could probably sue them for, like, workplace discrimination. Yeah, ah. you sue York Joe. No, I don't. I don't do that. We settle. We settle it on the streets in New York. Yeah, in the right. sewers. Okay. New All York right, Joe, New York Joe. Thanks for coming. You, you were the one who who invited him. I didn't invite him to appear. <laughs> well, it's he a, always it's shows a little up at your house. Christmas surprise. He does show up at my house. A little early <laughs> a little Christmas October surprise, surprise for you. Yeah. In November slash December. All right. Bye, New York Joe. Hey. <laughs> he had one more thing to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Just wanted to thank you guys both for having me on the podcast so much this year. It really means a lot. You know, I don't have a lot of people to talk to in my life. Uh, and having the two of you, it means a lot. Oh. <laughs> You've really never been worse. It, it was. Okay. It was I didn't quickly. expect New York Joe to show up. I didn't have time to prepare for his arrival. Let's put it that way. Let's quickly run through some of these. Rookie of the Year, Griffin. You said uh, you had a funny one. Yeah, Rookie of the Year quote. goes to, of course, the uh, a newcomer in the North American soccer scene, soccer scene Lionel Messi. Uh, he wins Rookie of the Year sure. for me. Best rookie okay, of 2023. Funny. Thanks. Um, more of a that's funny than actually laughing, but that's funny. Hey, yeah, um, it's I went with a real pick. I think that, you know, we talked about the Blue Jays and how difficult that season was to, to sort of deal with. I think Davis Schneider single-handedly carried the good vibes of the Blue Jays for, like, a two-week period. He absolutely did. Uh, so you're saying that he will be better at baseball than Victor Wembanyama is at basketball or Connor Bedard is at hockey. And better than Lionel Messi is at soccer, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, all right, Chris, the next one, the new favorite role player award. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Why don't you go first with this? Actually, I'll go first because you put this one on the sheet. I'm gonna. This is a, I picked a real role player. I don't know what you picked. I did too. I, I th- racked my brain. Um, I'm of course could go with myself because I'm great at role play. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I went with Austin Reeves. I like Austin Reeves. Okay. Not mu- like not much more pick. to say. He's my favorite role player. Okay, I like it. Um, I went with, you know, you want to talk about Nikola Jokic. Of course, they had a great uh, championship run, and a big part of that championship run, Bruce Brown. Really, oh, uh, okay. I thought you were going to say Aaron Gordon. Well, I mean, 
I almost think, well, I guess he is. He is a role player, but but no, I, I really enjoyed Bruce Brown's play. Him and Contavious Caldwell-Pope in the finals really, uh, really turned it up. I did not, well, I think I, I always liked that signing for them. It seemed strange to me that nobody was interested in Bruce Brown, but now Bruce Brown has like a $50 million contract for some reason. Good for him. So, uh, good for him. Shout out to Bruce Brown. You are, you win my new favorite role player award. Woo! Woo! Yeah! Uh, Griffin, the Hate to Love Them Award. I've dubbed this the co-hosty. What does uh, that mean? Like, um... Like, I hate you. But oh. I, you know... <laughs> you hate the you hate that you can't quit me. Yeah. Like, Rockback Mountain. Um, <laughs> Great who, movie. Griffin? This is a movie I watched Wonderful for the first time film. this year. I think we talked Great. about it on the pod. It could win Sports Movie of the Year. Um, there is like rodeo in it. Griffin, what or who do you hate to love this year? Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. I really like them, but I feel like if I hung out with them in person, I wouldn't really match the vibe. Like they don't really seem like my type. But mm-hmm. I, I hate that I do love them. Uh, also, apparently they're an old rival of the Blue Jays. Although I've never really lived that. You probably yeah. did. Well, you showed them in the World Series, famously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the filthy Phillies, it, it, like I, I don't actually hate that. I love them. I just kind of like them, but it, it fits the criteria. Yep. Uh, I went with a team. I went with a baseball team as well. A team within the division of the Blue Jays, the Baltimore Orioles Griffin. Mm, good One pick. of the best stories. Another disappointing team, I will say in the playoffs, but a team that was very fun to watch, that won a lot of baseball games, that has a bright future ahead of them. I think when you look at where the two teams were and, you know, now you see the the Blue Jays sort of seem to be on a downward slope and they seem to be rocketing upward, it's difficult to uh, difficult to be happy for them. <laughs> yeah. But, but they are enjoyable to watch and do deserve uh, some love for sure. For sure. Uh, also, the real hate to love, of course, is the Toronto Maple Leafs, as always. Well, I don't love them. Well, I do. Uh, love to hate them, Griffin. Flip side of this, yeah, I went I... with uh, a team that I used to really enjoy, and now I've just grown to hate, and now I just, like, I want them to do something. I want them to be blown up. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, Wow, that's an intro. I feel like most people are just apathetic towards the Chargers, but you hate well, the just, Chargers. I I've grown to really be annoyed by them because I really like wanted the best for them. Yeah, and they just really like shot themselves in the foot so many times that now I'm like I hate these guys. Not in like a like ha 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 you lost in like a no, almost like, a, I guess a Bruins way. Yeah, but just a like good like you should keep losing. Yeah, you deserve this. You did this to yourself. Yeah, Chris, I thought for sure your hate to love would go to Travis Kelsey. I don't know if I hate to love Travis Kelsey. Well, you don't like that you like Travis Kelsey, we'll put it that way. My love to hate, of course, to no surprise, player. is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Anyone listening oh, to the sure, podcast sure, will sure. know that. I hate No Kyrie him. Irving this year? He's uh, shut up and dribbled lately. <laughs> Jesus. No, we're getting that. Kyrie's been in, his, in the honeymoon phase with the Dallas Mavericks. You know, he's not... Uh, said anything lately but this year it's been Aaron Rodgers with his stupid pretending that he's gonna come back from his Achilles no, and like, he'll be back in three weeks in like two months and then he's only doing it to be like see told you medicine was fake yeah um, he took a bunch of supplements and he's I just back. sat in a cave for three days and my Achilles healed yeah uh so Achilles yeah healed ha <laughs> uh, I hate <laughs> I you. hate Aaron Rodgers no that was clever that's absolutely valid um, Griffin, why don't you introduce the next category? Uh, the next category, this was a big addition to the podcast in 2023, uh, the presence of my roommate. So this award is the best roommate interruption of the year. And the one that really made you laugh the most, Chris, I remembered was, uh, it wasn't actually an audible one, but this was one where I recorded the podcast in his room because he wanted to cook food. And then I could tell that he burned his food and made the room like all <laughs> smoky. <laughs> And when I gave you that update, it made you laugh. So that was the best roommate interruption of 2023, unless you remember one in particular. <laughs> no, I, I have written down here, I think he was, like, making pasta one time, question mark. <laughs> yep, it's a very common thing. All right, Chris, this next one is a big one. Mm-hmm. 
This is Taylor Swift's song of the year. Huge year for Taylor Swift. Really, I In, would say she really inside and outside the podcast. Yeah, it was a big year for Taylor Swift on the podcast. We really just sort of leaned into it. Mm-hmm. Not even leaned into it, just embraced it, accepted it. And it yeah. was a big year for her in other categories as well, I suppose. But the Taylor Swift song of the year, Chris, for me, because this was such a change, I think she has really established herself this year as an immortal figure in human culture if she wasn't even already. Uh, so my Taylor Swift song of the year is Forever and Always. Mm. Kind of going metaphorical here. And also just one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. You, we song, know I'm a fearless, yeah. fearless girl. Um, and yeah, just a fantastic, fantastic song and my Taylor Swift song of the year. Great, great choice. Um, I went with a song for song's sake. This was actually my, we're talking about Spotify rap, this was my number one song of the year, Griffin. Wow. A new song that dropped this year, at least on Spotify, uh, Hits Different. Okay, a, good song. A bonus track from uh, one of the Midnight's editions, <laughs> one of the many Midnight's editions. Um, yeah, just a just a great song. I mean, there's not really a ton to say about it other than that it's a great song, but listen to it many times. It, it went into uh, the canon quite quickly for me, and so that is, uh, that's my pick for the Taylor Swift Song of the Year. Good pick, Chris. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, do you... you... Do you like my pick? Yeah, I okay. said I liked it. Okay, okay. thanks. Thanks. It means a lot. Good. That really, really means a lot to me. Great. Uh, sports movie of the year. <laughs> uh-huh. Big, big year for sports movies. You watched Invictus for the first time. I'm okay. sure. I don't want to step on your pick, but... Um, my sports movie of the year is actually a sports movie that came out in 2023. Of course, it was tempting to give it to Moneyball, but I don't think I've actually watched Moneyball in 2023, which is crazy. Uh, so I'm giving it to Air. Air mm. wins sports movie of the year. Great dad film. The great Florida classic. Great Affleck Damon vehicle. Affleck Damon Bateman, the, the golden trio. Wait. Jason yeah. Bateman. He in that? Yeah. He plays he that. Is? He plays the guy. Oh yeah, he's the other. He's like the other executive. He's the guy who's like, we don't have the money for. Michael. <laughs> Let's just take like the sixth and the ninth pick. And yeah, Stockton's my guy. And Matt Damon's like, no, it has to be Jordan. Shout out Viola Davis as well. Um, sure. Yeah, sports movie of the year for my for me for my money. Air. Butter me money. Um, no sports not- in the movie. We're saying. No, of course not. No Michael Jordan in the movie either. Yeah. Um, not a bad pick at all, Griffin. That would definitely, if I was talking about new sports movies that came out this year, um, I'm actually, I'm sort of like rolling over my pick. Like, you know, the classic, I think, I feel like Bill Simmons talks about this a lot, where he's like, they should just roll over to the next year if there isn't one uh, worth giving out. You know, like if there isn't an award give, worth giving out, okay, then you just hold it, and the next one's worth two. So you're waiting for next goal wins. So that is in fact out, Griffin. Um, is it? Doing, no one's talking about it. It's doing extremely well at the box office. Um, but I am holding my, my. I'm kind of. This was a film that was delayed. You put this on the board only to hold your pick. <laughs> yeah, well, I, just, I was just trying to think of categories, um, but. My pick, by the way, Next Goal Wins currently a box office of $6 million on a $14 million budget. Hey, at least it's low budget. Uh, Wow, no controversy section just yet. I guess people haven't found the time to uh, hate it yet (laughs) for its transphobic content. Oh, no. Um, But yes, I'm holding this space, Griffin, for uh, Luca Guadagnino's Challengers, uh, the Mm. tennis film. It's good. That's uh, a great... Uh, okay, this is a problem because I now the the introduction Zendaya. of Matt Rife into um, into the the sort of public consciousness I, has made it really difficult for me to remember. But I'm pretty sure it's Mike Mike Feist or Faced, <laughs> but he plays Riff as well in West Side Story. 
that's oh, that guy. what I primarily know him from. And so he's Mike Feist, but he's he's Mike Riff. Right. He was really good in West Side Story. He was, he's, he's like a Broadway guy, right? Yeah, yes, I think he's primarily a theater guy. Um, but yes, he's he's also in the bike riders, which could be good for Ooh, sure. Definitely looking um, forward to that one. But yes, Matt Reif and Mike Ray, Mike Riff, Mike uh, but Feist, it is him and Zendaya, and uh, some other guy, and some other guy named Josh O'Connor, who was on The Crown. Uh, they are all tennis stars. That's a great hold on that one, Chris. I'm. We'll, we'll have to part- see that one for the pod. And there's a part in the trailer where they all kiss each other, and I found that interesting. Um, <laughs> I and I'm did. excited <laughs> to see what happens next with that. Uh, yes, Challenger is going to be a good movie. W- Ferrari will be a good guy. Ca- this will be stacked next year. The mm-hmm. the Iron Claw is that what that one's called? The wrestling movie? Yeah, I think that's coming out. Okay. I think a friend of mine saw it and liked it. Well, maybe we'll have to do another sports movie Oscars in a few months. That with all these sounds awesome additions to the canon but chris we have got to get out of here um we've taken up too much of these good people's times already uh so why don't we bring it home with the true high floor ceiling award wrongest take of the year it's a it's a stacked category i couldn't think of a single one no (laughs) i could think of one my mind i the first thing that came to my mind i think because it was recent uh, this came to my mind quite quickly, and this could technically still be true, but I'm annoyed about it, and so I'm just going to throw it in here now. Uh, I predicted that the Cleveland Cavaliers would be one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference this year in the NBA. I pick, I believe I said they would win 55-plus games. Yep. Um, thus far, they're 10-8. and eight. Okay. Uh, they could turn it around. Well, they could turn it around, but last year they were the ninth best offense and the best defense in the NBA. This year they are the 21st best offense and the 12th best defense. Mm. So not an ideal start. No, not encouraging for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, that's a good vote for wrongest take. One might think that I might choose saying that the Minnesota Timberwolves would not make the play-in considering they're currently 13-4 and four with the number one record in the Western <laughs> Conference. But I'm not choosing that because the wrongest take that was uttered on High Floor, Low Ceiling this year is an obvious one. And all the listeners already know what I'm about to say, and I'm shocked that you don't, Chris. It's you thinking that Pinata and Pin the Tail on the Donkey oh, are interchangeable for our birthday draft. You're like, that's the same event when it's not even close to the same <laughs> event. Uh, it's uh, it's a take that keeps me up at night. I lie there staring at the ceiling, it's not, thinking about I, a different, how different those two activities are. I believe my take was that they are the same skill. They are not. They the require same the same skill. They, they just both involve a blindfold. They just both involve a blindfold, and they require accuracy. That's like saying Donatello. Go ahead and. It's like saying Donatello and Michelangelo are the same turtle with a different headband. No, it's like saying Donatello (laughs) and Paul Newman's character from The Hustler have the same skill because they both use a long stick. It's different. (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's different. Oh, they both happen to involve a blindfold. It's not like that at all. (laughs) That's exactly the same thing. That's a spot-on metaphor. So is the stick. (laughs) (laughs) They're, They're different activities involving the same accessory. I think if if a there's a world, there's an alternate universe quite close to ours <laughs> where a piñata is a big balloon that you stick a needle in. <laughs> and that's the same as been the tail on the donkey. That is not How would you get the candy in the balloon? You just put it in and then blow it up. Oh, I guess this so. This is easy. All right, that's not the main point. Um <laughs> That's different. It's they're very different. The purpose of one is destruction. The purpose of the other is healing. Um, <laughs> yeah, philosophically, <laughs> they represent different ideals. Certainly, that makes them different activities. One is a swinging motion, and one is a pinning motion. You're really harping on the things that are. I didn't say. Yeah, they of were... course, I'm harping on the things there that are different. They're different activities. But who cares? That's like saying, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like. It's like, oh, throwing a football, your hand's like this. But throwing a baseball, no, no, your hand's no, like no, this. No, no, they're, no. they're completely different acts. <laughs> That's, That's you right now. That's not the same at all. That's like saying... That's you. It's like shooting a three-pointer and 
kicking a free kick are both the same because they both involve getting something in a goal from a long distance. That's you. If you were, if they were both, it's like saying a free kick in soccer and a free kick in I don't know something else. <laughs> that that a a field goal and a free kick are the same skill. They're not the same skill. But they're both accurate kicking. You understand that they have a close but similarity. Those are closer than Finn the Till and the no, Donkey and Finn the You're a fool. Thank you all for listening. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you to New York Joe for appearing. Um, no more from him, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Griffin was Porter, New York 97. Joe and Elvis saying bye at the same time. <laughs> I think that's exactly what it was. Thank you to Elvis for appearing. Absolutely. He has remained in the building and will do so continually. HFLC Podcast on Twitter. He's doing that. Griffin Porter 97 on Twitter. Seahouse and on Twitter. I might just tweet sometime. You oh never my know. God. You'll want to be and there when it happens. Next time, <laughs> please <laughs> keep your floors high and your ceilings low. <laughs>